Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bump Podcast, episode number 201. And God damn it, a lot has happened since 200, which is only a week and change ago, but... The world changed on us. Dude, the world... You know, It's one of those things. You don't realize how good you have something until it's gone. So, yeah, we're back I mean, now. No kidding. Why are we... Frog, dude. A little bit of everything today. So, uh... <laughs> Got a very special guest this week. We want to welcome back our friend Hunter the Snow Dad. Hunter, welcome back to the podcast. What's welcome up, guys? Back. Very happy to be back. Sad yeah. that the uh, that these are the circumstances. Yes, yeah. things were when we spoke to you back in. I believe it was was it early November. Uh yeah, I believe so. Yeah, early November. We were just all in a very different enthusiastic excited place it was almost like you know the 12 days of christmas we're opening the advent calendar we're eating our chocolate we're leading up to the big event all the fun stuff <laughs> and then shit got real and life happened right and now we're just we're, we're I, I i don't even know what to what to think anymore about life about the world about skiing about lines at costco like i, I just i mean oh, i guess crazy. the one good thing is gas is cheap right yeah, yeah, yeah not up here, but well, <laughs> sure right? I'm just surprised the yeah, internet yeah. hasn't crashed yet. Listen, yeah, it's, only, it's only Wednesday. Yeah, we got seven and a half feet of snow up here since uh since Sunday morning. So uh gas is not cheap, and we have the different grocery problem. There's not a whole lot of people making runs on groceries up here, but the trucks couldn't get up here until basically yesterday. Wow. So uh, uh and, and that's what's that's what's tragic. I know we'll get into this and when we get into our main topic. So I'll I'll leave some of those some of those comments until then. Are you going through your toilet paper crisis this week then? <laughs> oh yeah, I've got I've got a uh, I've got a about a half a roll of toilet paper left for me and the two toddlers. My wife is on the way back up from the bay uh, tomorrow, so she'll be bringing us uh, some more toilet paper from fresh supplies from downtown. Yeah. <laughs> well, if anyone hasn't kind of made the switch, I would highly recommend picking up one of those uh, inexpensive bidets to put onto your toilet because. You're saving 75% of your toilet paper that way, and uh, you're going to get a whole new feeling. That's true. If you haven't tried it. You haven't tried it. I mean, strange. Instagram is flooded with those ads right now. It's very easy to go, ew, I don't want anything to do with that. But then you got to think you'd rather just take toilet, a bunch of paper and and stick it up there. I mean, really, that's not the best solution either. So the Japanese toilet. That's like the, uh, the Mac Daddy, right? Well, yeah, this is kind of like the progression to that point. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, it's like the first time you go skiing. You know, you're not going to go buy a pair of those uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger foil $50,000 pairs of skis. You're going to get some demo skis. You're going to try it out. Do you like it? Same with the, the, the bidet. You get the cheap like $40 one from Amazon. You plug it in. You see if you like it. You go, hey, I'm curious. Maybe I'll go for the next level. Then you get a, a better one. <laughs> and eventually you're getting the $2,000 Japanese toilet. Why not? You're re- renovating that bathroom. It's it, 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 it's a must-have. If you're renovating your bathroom and you're not getting one, you've got problems. Dude, I just put a new cabinet in my my bathroom this afternoon while like in between working and I'm like lifting this thing up, holding it up with like all sorts of shit. It was it was pretty funny today. But yes. 
Almost ready to rip out that toilet, put a Japanese toilet in. That's the way to go, man. Embrace it. Harry, carry on your butt. Pretty much. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We're on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Podcast. Our posting game has been off the last week. I apologize. We apologize. I had the flu. I'm pretty Are sure you I sure know it was the flu. I got I went to the doctor. First actually, thing I asked. I actually went to the doctor and got tested. I positive for flu A. So went on uh antibiotics, got that taken care of. And I think I know where I got it. Pointing fingers, but not pointing fingers. Tom's loft in uh at Okimo. The place oh. is disgusting. We all know it. There was no soap in the bathroom, and I went right into nachos and chicken oh. wings. Duty hand nachos. Duty hand nachos always does it. Dude, the sick. I remember the last time you had like a long time ago. We were at Mountain Creek, and you're eating your burger, getting it ready, and the tomato just went plop right on the table. And you looked at it. We're like four minute, four second rule, and you just grabbed it and ate it. And I was like, oh my god, you're gonna be so sick. Sure enough, two days later, you had the wicked flu. At the wicked flu. You're out. You'd think as a grown up, I would learn by now, but I have not, and I never will. I believe it toughens yeah. me up and gives me character. <laughs> it's one of those skills you either picked up already or you're not going to pick up. Dude, yeah. I drank pond water when I was 13 and went to the hospital. I was playing <laughs> ice hockey on a pond and I had to, I was, we were very thirsty. We were playing all day. So we were hacking open the, the part of the pond with our skates and drinking the water out of it. And oh, by I listened we, to your show. I I, I've heard the story. <laughs> I'm not getting any smarter people. Like not at all. Brian, you should self uh, quarantine all the time because you're I like really the, you're a menace. Be in a goddamn bubble. <laughs> you're a goddamn menace. I should be in a goddamn a bubble full of whiskey. That's what I should be in at all times. Mm, it's the only bubble. thing keeping me safe. But whiskey yes, bubble. we're getting back into it. We're back on the socials. Uh, hit us up. Emails skibumpodcast at gmail.com. We had a few emails we didn't answer. Again, that's on us. We're back in the game. We're stepping it up. YouTube, we're stepping that up too. All of your favorite podcasting apps, Spotify, Instagram. Instagram's not a podcasting app. What am I talking about? iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Look for a ski bum podcast. We're out there. We're, We're out, out there, there everywhere. We're everywhere. Despite the fact that nobody's skiing, even us. So... We're and we're there. enraged about some of the non-skiing. So we'll talk about that later. We're enraged. We're embracing it. We're yin and we're yang. And uh, that's what we're here to talk about. And uh, that's why we're excited to have Hunter on here too, because the three of us geographically are all in very different spots. So we're having similar but different experiences, but the outside world around us is very different. So it'll be a fun conversation, but we'll get into that. But first, we're going to do what we always do. It's time. For all pray today. Scenario. Right. today. So since I'm hanging out at the beach and nobody gives a fuck down here in Florida about coronavirus, uh, I started out with a nice Catalina lime mixer. Why not keep it real, Natty Light? You're keeping it very Florida. Uh, so that's it. That's my light drink with uh, finishing my inhaling my dinner before, um, and then I'm going to switch to a nice. This was a, I think this was a gift item. A little Suntory whiskey, a little, little Japanese whiskey. Oh, Wouldn't there hurt. you go. So I'm going to switch to that uh, afterwards. I do have the whiskey here so I could taste it. Very so nice. did you actually go out for St. Patrick's Day yesterday? 
Hell yeah, man. O'Keefe's down the road. They still had Irish music. They they got rid of the big tent. They usually put up this huge tent in the uh, parking lot. And they, they had announced like last week they already, they already killed that idea. Um, and then they announced yesterday they were closing at 5 o'clock p.m. yesterday. They were going to close all bars and uh, nightclubs. But if you're a restaurant, have at it. So <laughs> they're a restaurant. So hung out there for a little bit, got something to eat. Then went to a pizzeria, got something to eat there. So basically, just going everywhere trying to collect coronavirus, and no, no, no luck yet. So no luck. Well, that's uh, you still got time. It does have a five day incubation period. So yeah, you got, you got. You, we'll see yeah. how things look in about three days, right? <laughs> well, one crazy thing is around here, they're closing all the restaurants to dine in customers, but they're allowing people to to take out take food, out. but yeah. also yep. take out booze which is nice. like a, a new thing. So it's like, I mean, I don't know how that works. Like, do you go, can I have like four pints of beer? Like, what do they put it in? Just regular soda cups? Or I mean, I should they, probably go and order it and see. Are they getting rid of the uh, open container law? That'd be, that'd be nice. I, I don't even know. I think I, I saw some post yesterday on Twitter. It was like a Philadelphia police blotter. And they were saying like, we're not picking people up for burglaries. We're not picking people up for, uh, you know, like <laughs> auto theft for prostitution. How's like, your chance people? Billy, I've had it, man. You want to risk it. You go right ahead. Greedy's going on a crime spree. I think down in, uh, in Philly. That's great. That's that. Uh, that's Philly. Yeah. Damn. So Hunter, what do you got there today? Uh, I'm doing a, uh, sorry, I turned away from the mic there. Uh, I'm doing a, from mammoth brewing company. I'm doing a, a 395 IPA. Nice. Uh, it's uh, it's not light, but it's delicious. It's only eight percent, but it doesn't taste quite like eight percent. It's not super heavy. Uh, very hoppy. The green hops all over the bottle kind of tell you a little bit about that. Um, it's a double IPA, but it's not super heavy. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like a sunshine, like a sip of sunshine. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, yeah it's pretty that. good. I, I hadn't had it before, so it's pretty good. Have you had anything else from that brewery before? No, actually, I've never had a Mammoth Lakes uh, brew before. I have like a, I have a pretty go-to. Although I do try to be adventurous and get out there and try new stuff, I do have some like go-to beers for the uh, end of the day. If I if I know I need a beer, uh, sometimes I want to make sure that the beer I'm going to drink, I'm going to like. So I don't get as adventurous as I would like to anymore. Um, but yeah, this is really good. That's cool. Nice. So, what is your default Apreski beer now? Now that you're in the beautiful Squaw Valley area, you know. Well, so my wife and I got married up here. We talked about that on the previous episode I was on. We and we had Racer Five as our uh, as our like as our on tap free beer for the wedding party. It's Racer Five. Uh, I do like a lot of East Coast IPAs as well because I spent so much time on the East Coast recently. Um, but I think my go to here is like actually hazy little thing and i know oh, mario you're a fan thing. Yeah. yeah yeah like it's a, and it's a macro brew but they, they've done a really nice job with it very cool yeah sierra nevada i mean if you have to pick one of the uh quote-unquote like mass-produced beers that's you could do a lot worse yeah you could i, I was surprised how yeah. well they did with that ipa they make some uh, solid beers man yeah, uh, that all day IPA I love. It's one that's of my founders. Things. Oh, that's founders. That is that's not, not Sierra, Sierra Nevada. Oh, uh, Sierra Nevada is a torpedo. The coronavirus oh. is definitely in your brain. Yeah. But the all day IPA is a that's a good ski beer. That's a good like uh gondola beer. Once oh, yeah. we're allowed to get back on one. Oh. Easy drinking. Yeah. yeah. 
easy drinking. It's like four and a half percent something alcohol, so it's not so bad. Uh, it actually tastes they, like an IPA, not like just because uh, a lot of sessions. It does. Yeah, it has a good. Yeah, it has a good strong taste to it, but it's not going to get you uh, hammered real quick. It's very light. It's only like four percent. It's like a light one. Yeah, they yeah. Got that figured out up there in in Michigan at Founders. Founders. All right, so I'm I'm rolling with a High West whiskey. Got the double rye today. West. Because frankly, I just I needed something a little a little harder, a little nastier, nice. a little gnarlier. And it's made in Utah. And this is a big, sh- you know, uh, thoughts out to all of our friends out in Salt Lake City. And after the earthquake they had today, because, you know, there hasn't been enough shit going on in the world. Let's throw uh, an earthquake yeah. into the heart of ski country. <laughs> and you know, Why not? Right. People are quarantined. They're sitting home. And all of a sudden, uh, the toilet paper piles are falling down. It's because they they stopped skiing. That's why they, you know, the earth didn't know what to do. So it just kind of freaked out, I think. It was just used to people getting ready to ski. And all of a sudden they were just standing around and the earth freaked out. There you go. Boom. Earthquake. Earthquake. And one thing we looked up, it was the biggest earthquake since 1992. So it's been quite a while since the old tectonic plates were boogieing in the Wasatch area. So it must have freaked a lot of people out. Cause I don't think they expect earthquakes up there too much. Right. Probably not. I mean, you got to think how much that city's population has boomed since 1992. I mean, it's probably, I'd say it's probably doubled since then. You'd think yeah. with all the construction, the Olympics in 2002, you know, all the uh, skiers and outdoor companies you're moving out there. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people never even experienced one. It's crazy. That are stuff. living there. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I heard of a of an earthquake in the Wasatch Range near Utah. Exactly, yeah. And then they're saying aftershocks have been hitting all afternoon, so crazy, crazy times we're living in right now. Yeah, you don't hear anything about it on the news because there's other news that's squashing it right now. Other things are happening. Big things, huge things, tremendous things. Huge, tremendous, tremendous, tremendous things. Tremendous things are happening. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that is happening, though, Mario, you want to cover this story? You found this. Yeah. So um, talking that Bray. while things are getting crazy here and there's a shortage of a lot of things, especially for fighting coronavirus, um, there are some distilleries that actually changed um, instead of making booze. They're actually using their alcohol that they make in house to make sanitizer, hand sanitizer, and they're giving it out free to combat coronavirus. Aren't they well, in Atlanta? I think oh, they're in Atlanta. Old fourth distillery. Old Fort, that's what it is. My my hometown. Is it? I grew up in Atlanta. I haven't lived there in years, but my mom's still there. Atlanta. Have you been to the Old Fourth Distillery? I have never even heard of it. No. Look, now you got something to to go visit. Bring something for mom. Yeah. I know. So they actually maybe I (laughs) maybe I should bring her some right away. Sanitizer, some botanical gin. That's awesome. So starting March 12th at 5 p.m., they were they were saying, if you have a, uh, a container, please bring it and we'll fill it. Uh, but they had little containers with labels on it. Uh, it was pretty cool. Sweet thing to do for the community. You know, it's cool. And there's another one too, Moonrise Distillery in Clayton, Georgia, that's making hand sanitizer using botanical gin infused with natural aloe vera. Damn. And I do like their little PSA on their Instagram post. They said, don't try making sanitizer at home as it will either be too low proof to be effective or make your hands crack and peel from the alcohol. 
That's just pouring <laughs> pure alcohol in there. Just leave it to the professionals, folks. And then there's Durham Distillery in Durham, North Carolina. Uh, same thing, working with people in the hospitality industry uh, who need uh, hand sanitizer. So they developed a sanitizing solution, 70% ethanol in distilled water. Uh, and they donate to hospitality workers. So, And then See, Shine Distillery in Oregon. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, those are all great things. And 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 I've heard that there's tons of uh recipes online you can find that are kind of the same thing. They say go get a bottle of aloe vera and uh, a bottle of cheap vodka and mix them together and there you go. Nice. Just <laughs> smell like booze the whole time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, vodka doesn't really smell. That's the beauty of it. And hand sanitizer already smells like booze anyway. It's true. Very good point. Have you been drinking today? No, officer. I just sanitized a lot. Just sanitizing my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I put it on my face. It's my new aftershave, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, I thought that's pretty cool. And, and there's probably going to be more. I mean, there's going to be a lot of shit that happens after this. Uh, kind of like when a hurricane or a tornado or something really bad hits. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more companies that are stepping up. But it's good to see that starting right away. You know, you just got to think, remember when that big hurricane hit the Bahamas? What was that back in September or so yeah. or August? That's all they kept showing and talking about. Yeah. We're not talking about them now. I'm yeah. hoping everything's fixed and back to normal. I'm sure that's not what's happened. But, you Dude, know, I have a lot of relatives in Florida and some of them just got power a few months ago. Are you like, serious? Full working power. Wait, you mean you know, Florida or Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico. Oh, Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico got killed. You know? Yeah. Uh, I'd rather say they were out basically for about six months without power. Six months. Wow. And they started getting it progressively into the town. And then eventually I think they're all back online now, but crazy. Yeah, it really is crazy. So if you're a distillery, keep it up. You're doing God's work. We really appreciate it. Gondola has actually been closed for quarantine. Just like all the resorts everywhere, it's closed right. for quarantine this week. We're sudsing it up, defunkifying it, making sure it's clean, ready to go. Got to be done. Let's go to ski news. So we're going to roll into the ski news, which is going to combine with the main topic. And it's just going to be uh, a lot of just conversation now because it's amazing how fast the world has just changed in the last week and a half. Yeah. Last week, I think the first thing that really came out was that the Women's World Cup was just going to quietly end the season. That's what was announced. I believe it was Monday or Tuesday of last week. They said uh, the first thing that came out was a few weeks back when they were saying in Cortina, they were originally going to have the event with no uh, no spectators. And that they mentioned the end of February. Uh, they canceled that, and then the last event was supposed to take place, it said, in RA Sweden, which would have been last weekend, and that was canceled. So yeah. I think everybody was going full steam ahead until that basketball player tested positive, and they're like, whoa, whoa, we can get to. Well, this was, this was before the basketball player. It was, yeah, it was before. And then they, but yeah, I think they were, everybody was planning to keep everything going. And then all of a sudden, like athletes started getting sick and like, oh shit, we, they don't even, you know, what are we going to do? Yeah. Mikhail was supposed to return, um, you know, cause she took off about a month, you know, mourning her, the 
death of her father. Yeah. She was going to go back and, and ski in Switzerland, but they just pretty much put the kibosh on the season. So that was Monday or Tuesday of last week, the 10th or 11th. And then after that, the whole sports world just completely turned off. First, yep. it was the NBA, then the NCAA, then the NHL, then baseball, then Dude, Formula I, One. I mean, everything. <laughs> I had tickets this past weekend for a baseball game, minor league baseball game in the morning and XFL in the afternoon. Both canceled like the night before. I was like, wow, I got nothing to do now. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw some article today, you know, being a hockey fan. There was a pr- uh, proposal right now from the the players association where they would restart the season in July. Wow. There'd be training camp and then the playoffs would be July and August. And I have to tell you, that actually sounds pretty awesome because yeah. sports in the summer you're kind of like, oh god, like when is like hockey and football going to start? This would be the Stanley Cup finals in August. That would be kind of cool. You're sitting outside, you're having a margarita, you're watching some hockey. I'm not opposed to this. Well, they announced a postponement. It's funny down here. Everybody's like, because Stamkos was out with a, uh, he tore his core muscle or something like that. He tore an ab. And he's going to be out six weeks. They're like, all right, if they postpone it, he'll be back in time. Because <laughs> he was going to miss some of the playoffs. Yeah. See, so, so you know, you got to find the silver linings wherever you can. It's crazy. It's great for uh, Federica Brignoni. She ended up winning the overall Women's World Cup because she had 153 points. Yeah, Italy's very uh, proud of her. As they should be. Yeah. Oh, actually, 153 points ahead of Michaela, who was second. And then Slovakia's Petra Volova was third. Those are for the uh, overall women. But, you know, the season starts off in November. They're at Killington. Everything, again, everything's all fun and exciting in November. And just, uh, you can't even put into words how crazy of a year it's been last I'm wondering with actually. the abrupt end to everything if, if November is going to be everybody's bust out and comes out for that event like crazy I think it's the last year that Killington is scheduled to have it oh wow so it could be yeah we'll see what happens I mean ha- has that been announced uh, do we know that Killington has the World Cup again next year I think this year they have it oh, still by the way, we're I'm not rep- sure after this year representing there with the uh Oh, nice. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> Looking good. Yeah. I, I hadn't heard actually yet whether they were uh, officially getting the World Cup next year or not. Yeah, I'm not I sure got, when they make that decision. Yeah. I got to double check, but I'm pretty sure they still have it this year. And then next year, it's still. Kind yeah, I of, thought they did like a three year agreement. And then who, who knows who'll get it after that? Well, I think it was four year because they started in 2016. So this would have been. Is that right? 2016 is so right 16 17 18 19 okay yeah so last year would have been the the last year of the agreement and i think they got one more year for 2020 yeah they were trying to get men's and i know that fell through they didn't want to there's something with that it was different time of year and stuff yeah that didn't work out yeah but again it just seems like everything is up in the air right now so it's crazy i mean and now i hear there's a snowstorm out west right Oh, I mean, was there been, was there a snowstorm out west? No, was there a snowstorm out west? I was, I, like the window no. is behind me here, and I was trying to get a shot through the window, but I it's <laughs> the, the exposure. Curtains. Yeah, the exposure was too white for you to be able to see me at all looking out the window. But it's been the snow here has been, of course, it's our first big storm of the season. In fact, one of the biggest uh, storms 
storms, one of the biggest storms for a like three, four day period. Wow. Uh, it's it's hard to get the it's hard to get the exact numbers right now because all the resorts have shut down. So the resorts aren't reporting their numbers. Uh, but we, when we look at like open snow and those guys that uh, that are trying to keep track of everything that's coming across the pass, uh, they're saying and it's snowing right now still. Uh, they uh, they've said one hundred and twenty inches uh, since Sunday morning. Wow. Uh, holy cow. Yeah. It it has been it has been epic and epically torturous. Uh, so are people trekking out? Do you see people going out on their own and doing a yeah, backcountry? Yeah, we see the people going out to backcountry. Um and that's kind of a dangerous thing. Uh, yeah. Because we nobody's get people, controlling it, right? Yeah, well, I mean it's never controlled. It's backcountry. So what right. but what, but what we're seeing reports. is yeah. yeah, but but what we're seeing is people that have never gone backcountry skiing. Like, while I'm up here on vacation, I'm just going to go backcountry skiing. They have no idea what they're doing. They don't have any av gear. Uh, they're going out by themselves, or and, and there there could be a lot of danger there. So they're really trying to turn people away here. I was at a uh, I was at Squaw yesterday morning. Just drove to the village to see what it looked like. I've never seen I've never seen anything like it. You know, the fingers over KT twenty two, just pristine you know wow. six feet of snow and not a single track in them so uh, they've done a good job of patrolling the resorts but you can't control the backcountry here and and look that uh, i gotta put that out there to your listeners like if it's not your thing if you don't already know what you're doing in the backcountry now is not the time to do it because we've got an extremely high avalanche danger with a soft low of snow, a soft layer of snow uh, down six feet under so that's when you get those really big avalanches um Man. six feet down is where that slide's going to happen so you got six feet of snow on the top coming down you know a thousand feet of vertical that's going to end up being a hundred feet of snow so uh now is not the time to uh discover backcountry skiing for the first time by all means if you're already a backcountry guy and if you know if you want to go out there and pay a backcountry guide to go out and enjoy the backcountry then this would be the time to do it, but you got to know what you're doing. You got to be careful out there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is there, do you have to like enter the backcountry area through the resort or are there ways to, I mean, I'm sure there's other ways to get around. Yeah. Along I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the West shore. So there's uh there's a ton, actually most of the, most of the most popular backcountry entries, entry spots are not more than a few miles from my house. Uh, so this area in particular is really big on the backcountry, and there are several areas that are, um, that are very, you know, tree lined, which is helpful. You don't want to be out in the open, uh, especially when there's this much avalanche danger. So your better bet is skiing through the trees, but even that's not a, not a safe bet. If you don't know what you're doing, you got to have your gear. Um, don't make this your first day in the back country is all I'm saying. You probably also don't want to be alone. Cause even if you don't get buried in an avalanche, you get stuck and just kind of screwed out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be alone. I mean, you never want to be alone skiing in the backcountry. That's just not yeah. a good idea. You see beacon... people do that all the time, which is like, who's going to who's gonna dig you out? What's the purpose of having a beacon then? Yeah, you know? exactly. Your beacon means nothing. That's yeah, about your, it. your beacon means nothing if there's not another person with another beacon to find you. And, and, shovel, with, and, yeah. and a shovel and an avalanche probe. And, yeah. uh, you know, now's a good argument for an airbag. Uh, I do wish I had more backcountry gear, but, you know, I got kids and... Unfortunately, this is not the time for me to go venture into the backcountry by myself. Exactly. Not the point in your life you want to be doing that. No, not a good idea. 
yeah. there been any any stories yet of, of anybody getting hurt in the last couple of days? Mm, fingers crossed. So far, no, no. Um, and there's been relatively even at Homewood, which comes right down to the lake uh, and is a lift accessible uh, ski area. They've closed for the season, as have many around here. Uh, uh, we can go through that that list as well. That was something I wanted to go through with you guys: is what exactly is happening up here at Tahoe? But even Homewood, the front face. Only a couple of tracks coming down. It really does look like people are being responsible and uh, and not not trying to go out and risk their lives. Well, it seems it's, like the it's buzz more is concerning. Yeah, like it's I'm a, hoping. I wish our rebels were still out there doing stupid things. Like if they, <laughs> they've calmed down, if they've smartened up, that means yeah. is that all the fighting us gone? I know wow. it's very strange. I've, I don't think you'll ever see this. Uh, you've never seen this before. You'll never see it again. Uh, the, the, I'll post some pictures on uh, on uh, my Instagram that I took uh, from the uh, to see that amount of snow and the fingers on KT covered so well. And even what I could see of the Palisades from the base just covered as as well as I've ever seen it after seven and a half feet of snow. Uh you know, there's no tracks, and that's what's very strange to see. The eerie, village, wow. yeah, the village is covered in you know, up to, up to my neck in snow. You, they they've they've plowed some paths for people who live in the village or have places in the village, uh, but all the shops and everything are closed. Um, but they've tried to at least keep some walking paths available for everybody, and it's really it's the strangest thing I've ever seen. To talk about the apocalypse, like the, uh, it, it really is strange. It's like I am yeah. legend, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. City, it's like seeing blow. it's like seeing Times Square empty. Yeah, it is. Exactly. So we know somebody that's in uh in Whistler right now. Uh Melanie's children are up there, uh up at Whistler, and there's there's sending pictures back in video and it's like empty. There's nobody around. I'm like, why are you still up there? Why why haven't you come back already? And they're trying to get flights back, but are they allowed to get back? Didn't they close the border? Yeah, they're allowing you to come back to your resident country. It, the the thing is, like most countries don't want foreigners in their country because if if they run out of hospital services, do they, do you want to have to worry about taking care of somebody from another country or or you're going to let a citizen die? You know what I mean? Like right. so, it's it's they're very hard decisions that doctors and hospitals are making, but. Um, I think Canada even went out and they, they said, you know how they come to America and they get supplemental insurance. They said, you come back or we're canceling the insurance. So you won't have coverage in the U.S. if you get hurt or if you get sick. So they go into that level because it's like, look, we're, we're prepared to take care of our own. But like all this extra, you know, all these extra people flooding hospitals isn't going to be good. So and they and they think if it does surge to a certain point. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be a, a just taxing on the on the hospital system. Well, that's the, I think the main concern is that the hospital system won't be able to keep up. That's what happened in Italy, and that's what we're right. trying to avoid here. Yeah, uh, not enough ventilators for the people that need them, and that's it's that surge when that surge happens. Like it, that's going to be tough. And that's kind of yeah. the storm we're all hoping to weather because once it kind of crests, then it sort of dies. That's when we're hoping everything we're doing is like paying off because if we're all self quarantining or doing our social distancing and that, that period of time, that incubation time passes yeah. and we're not getting more cases. That's when we kind of think we can at least be a little bit in the clear. 
Also shutting everything down, you know, you don't want to have to reset some, you know, set somebody's leg because they tried doing a backflip because there's seven feet of snow when people are dying of coronavirus. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that asshole shouldn't be in the hospital right now. He should have just stayed home or she, you know. Well, probably he. <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Right. We're the assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Usually what happens. So Hunter, you're mentioning photos and people following you on Instagram. How can they follow you? What's your handle? Uh, so it's right there on the, oh, well, for those of you that are watching, it's uh, at Hunter, the snow dad, uh, Instagram. Then that's pretty much where I do all of my, uh, business. I've, when I first started, I tried doing the, running the website and, uh, um, uh, Snapchat and uh, all the other all the others, but the one that seems to be taking on the best is uh, at Instagram. We're still following you on TikTok, man. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, you're following somebody that's not me. <laughs> I don't know who that kid is, but it's not me. Hooligan. <laughs> I went on TikTok. I started watching stuff, and I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. I just can't do it. I just, I don't know. It's just yeah. weird. Uh, it's the I have a 14 year old. I can't figure it out either. Yeah. I tried it's using like, Snapchat once and I was like, ah, I don't know how to use this. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Facebook back. <laughs> this isn't like Facebook. You got it. You got to embrace being old or older. That's it. You know? That's it. Yeah. Do it. You know, do what you know. It's okay. That's, that's fine. It's, that's the thing get good at what you can get good at so you can hire someone to take care of the crap you don't want to get good at that's how it works right amen amen you know that's why you hire an accountant that's why you hire a driver that's why you hire a pool boy right right common people that's how you do things you have a yacht you don't drive yourself right you You don't don't clean your own barnacles off you got a guy right you got a guy he does that body removal you need a guy yeah, that's, call Mr. Wolf. That's right. That's, and, and that's what this show represents, both the highfalutin and the uh, ski bum. It is <laughs> two sides of the same coin. That's right. Ebb and flow, yin and yang. So at this point, there's no ski area open in the world. Or oh, there. no, that's not true. But yeah, so and that's Our something friend, I, I wanted to bring up in the main topic is whether or not it's responsible to for us to broadcast which ski resorts are open because there are... There's about 25 or so ski resorts. Most of them small. Is that many? Yeah. It's still, according to um, according to On the Snow, uh, which they're broadcasting every day, what's still open and what's not. There's still quite a handful of, op- of, of open ski resorts. All we uh, can do is provide people information. What those people do with said information is their God-given free will. It's so true. I think right. we should broadcast what stuff is open. And I will say... Our friend Tommy Mo is up in Tordrillo having a wonderful time. <laughs> a wonderful time. Wonderful time. No thoughts of coronavirus yeah. or any of that bullshit. He's just up there taking the heli and living the dream. So well, I do know in California, list, I, I, I can pull up the list. I, w- I was uh, debating whether or not we, it was something we wanted to uh, put out there to the world or we can maybe you can put a link up or something, but... I say we put it out there. But before we put it out there, I do want to mention the good folks at Silverton Mountain in Colorado who (laughs) were trying to justify being open in a hilarious... Well, it's kind of funny. And it's a very Silverton way of doing things, which I greatly respect. So there was an executive order by the governor of Colorado on March 15th that was going to close all the ski resorts. 
And Silverton is like, hey, man, we're not exactly a ski resort. We are pretty much just this ridiculous mountain with one lift. Um, we're, ex- you know, and they, they were able to justify it for like two days. And then, unfortunately, the president rolled in then and uh, decided that all public spaces were in complete quarantine. Um, but they had it going for a, a couple days that they were like above the law pretty much in Silverton. Well, I guess if you close national parks, that, that gets a lot of them, right? But are yeah, national parks closed right now? Uh, that's a good question. I'm imagining they probably are. Uh, I would imagine I mean, so, but I don't know. But it doesn't, that makes a, a, about as much sense as closing a ski resort. Uh, look, I understand closing the gondolas and the trams and the public spaces and maybe limiting your chairlift ride to half. So if you got a six chair, you know, no more than three people on it, uh, something like that. But when you're out there actually skiing on the mountain, you this, that's a very low risk situation. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It's it's the people gathering in the towns at restaurants and bars and apres ski locations and in enclosed spaces like the lodge. Those I get, water beach. Those I get are dangerous. Right. But it's. You know, it's hard. I go both ways on this. I I believe that we do need to do something to protect. Look, I might not be in a high risk category. My kids are not in a high risk category, but we can all be carriers of the virus and spread it to, you know, the elderly members of our society, the people with uh, respiration problems in our society. And we can spread that. So that happen in Italy, right? Like, because a lot, a lot of the houses there are multi-generational. Exactly. Yeah. Younger yeah. folks are getting it, and then they're going and hanging out with their grandparents who live a floor down or up, and then that's that's how it's been been spreading, and that's what's causing a lot of the problems there. Yeah, well, Seattle. Spread. That's uh, that was the uh, the old, the senior senior home. Like senior it living, killed yeah. like twenty something people in in one shot. Uh, I mean, yeah, out of thirty five people, thirty one got it, and twenty six died. I think that's the correct yeah. number. Don't don't quote me on that, but uh, it was around that. Right. But I was like, yeah, I actually uh, there's a friend that that um, Melanie, who's my new fiance. I can announce that now. Oh, um, congratulations, buddy! Just happened uh, this weekend in the midst of congratulations. The <laughs> Went for a bike ride. I said, hey, what, what do you say we get married? What do you say we get hitched? I had a ring and everything. So. Um, but she, she knows a friend. So you that's have it in your note. bike Thanks. pants where you're like, Hey, I got a little thing down here. You want to help me out? <laughs> yeah. I just, I was wearing, uh, we were just cruising out to the beach, figured, uh, do it then. Um, but yeah, she knows a friend that has a, uh, um, their dad is in a, in a home and they won't let him see him. So she actually went to the window and was like waving to her dad and stuff like that. So it was kind of, kind of nice, but it's like, it's sad, you know, they can't even have visitors, you know? Oof, yeah. I mean, that's what keeps them going. So, uh, but better be safer than sorry, you know? For sure. Yeah. I'm beginning to believe that when this closure first happened, uh, for me, it was Saturday, had a friend in town, uh, just as the dump was beginning here, we did get out and get some nice powder runs in, in the woods, uh, during the day, during the storm, uh, we parted at about four o'clock as the lifts closed and said, Hey, we'll meet up in an hour to go have a drink. And, uh, by the time we got to the bar, the whole world was closed. Mm. Yeah. That was Saturday. You said, yeah, it was Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Uh, 
at four o'clock, everything was still open. I have a, a the buddy of mine that's in, you know, on the upper level of operations at Squaw that I see almost every day when I'm there at the lodge. And he said, uh, you know, Vale looks like they're going to close. And I said, well, what about, what about us? Does Icon look like they're going to go the same direction? And he kind of now in hindsight, kind of gave me a look like maybe uh, <laughs> I think he may have known at that point, um, but uh, did not disclose that information at the time. And then got, I think everything's been so fluid too, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's moving so fast. And we got to the bar an hour later and uh, uh, my buddy who met me at the bar that I've been skiing with that afternoon, it's like, Hey man, you know, anybody with a sled, like get us up to the mountain tomorrow. And I just kind of thought he was joking around for, you know, getting to upper mountain. <laughs> And then he came out like we, we talked for two or three minutes before it came out. He's like, you know, we're closed, right? <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> You're telling me I cannot go skiing tomorrow. I cannot get first chair at KT tomorrow. Uh, you know how much it. snow is falling tonight? Yeah, it happened so fast. I mean, and we've been waiting for this. The locals here have been waiting for this storm all year. I mean, we really needed it. It was yeah. going to save Homewood, poor Homewood. They lost a lift this year. Like they're one of their most popular lifts uh, broke down like a month ago. Uh, oh, really? And with the spring weather we've had, the bottom was unskiable. You had to download uh, at Homewood. Wow. Um, and they were really counting on this, uh, this storm. And then, uh, Homewood is one of those that said they're not opening it up at all. Uh, Icon is saying uh, they're still holding off on saying whether they're going to reopen. Uh, vale has said uh, everything is closed with the exception of possibly opening Breckenridge uh, and Heavenly and uh, one other. Uh, and I have it on my screen here somewhere. So uh, but so I think break- a bunch of the Utah resorts are saying they're just closed until the 22nd. Yeah, that's what that's what Squaw said originally. Uh, that's yeah. what Icon said originally. And now they've backed off on that and they're saying we're just going to wait. Wow. And I got to be honest. I got to be honest with you. The talk talk is not good. I am. I'm prepared for the fact that I've skied my last lift service day of the year. Uh, we also got to realize the logistics of it. Right. So like kids are probably not going to school anytime soon. Right. So now people are going to have to, you know, worry about like kids being out of school, get daycare, childcare, whatever for like little kids. I mean, if you have time to go, yeah, it's great, but there's going to be a lot less people with time to go, you know, um, to go skiing and, and whatever. So I'm sure they're looking at the numbers, figuring out, well, if we don't get a, a big surge of people come, you know, cause now you're missing the holidays, you're missing the time off the spring break, you know, you don't have any other big holidays. If they start back up, they might say, we're not breaking for a while. You know, we're, we're going to just keep everybody in school and, you know, people that have been furloughed are going to go back. They're not going to take time off. So it's, it's a big, I'm sure they've, they've crunched a bunch of numbers to figure out whether or not it's going to be uh, viable to go back, back up again. Yeah, and in Vale saying it's so it's three resorts. It's Breckenridge uh, in Colorado, Heavenly here in Tahoe, and uh, and Whistler uh, up in up in Canada. So and those they're saying if they do open, they're saying late April, early May. So that's a long time for the snowpack to hold on for that to even happen. So we've got to have two things happen. We've got to have the virus sort of start to. Uh, calm itself down uh, for the country to start reopening 
public spaces. And then we also still have to have some snowpack left to ski in April and May. Well, we have to have workers too, right? So I know being in Whistler, there's a ton of Australians that come. I don't know if they've gone back, like were they ordered to go back? I'm sure, you know, are they in quarantine? Like what's, what's going on? You know, they might've sent them all back on, you know, they're on visa. So yeah, all the, all the J ones here in Tahoe have, have left or are in the process of leaving. Yeah. Well, now you can't even get a labor force back, you know? Yeah. I mean. <clears throat> yeah, and for your listeners that don't know, J1s are, uh, this is a typical, uh, it's not only used for ski resorts, but it's for a labor force where we uh, don't have enough locals to work the jobs that are needed to work in a local area, like a place like Squaw uh, and many ski resorts in the U.S. They use these J1 visas to get these uh, kids that come in from all over the world, uh, a ton are from uh, the Southern Hemisphere resorts during our summer in the Southern Hemisphere. And then they come here to work. Uh, Killington has a lot of J1s as well on the East Coast. Uh, they get a lot of uh, Jamaicans specifically, but from all over the world, these kids come, they can make really good money for three or four months out of their year and then head back to their country and go back to whatever their jobs were there. So J1s are a big part that J-1 visa is a big part of our labor force in the ski industry and uh, they're sending everybody home. So you're right, Mario, that like, you're if not going to have anybody to yeah. work this mountain. You know? Yeah. I think that's why so many resorts have just said, look, we're calling it. Um, yeah. Icon is, Icon is still not really giving us the information yet. Um, at yeah. Least not Altera's, as, Altera's website is saying they're suspended Altera, until yeah. the 22nd. That's I didn't I did not see that twenty second sounds very optimistic. It's extremely optimistic. Yeah, and that announcement is from the fourteenth also, so that was Saturday, and uh, they were pretty much at that point saying we're gonna you know shut everything down for a week. So Sunday the fifteenth till the twenty second. Yeah, uh, super aggressive, and you know the more we kind of talk about, it, the more things that are unearthed that seem to make this not even possible like you well, said people then we had some rants traveling. going on we had some rants going on with uh nick right about whether or not there'll be a refund or something oh no <laughs> I, the epic I, pass is not offering any sort of refund no neither neither pass will neither pass yeah. will if you got the pass insurance um icon is sort of there's a there's a a, a link with a, on altera's website on the icon pass website uh that if you did choose to get the um uh the, the the pass insurance there's a name for that pass insurance but it was like a six percent bump you paid six percent extra on your pass uh and that gives you insurance against things like if you break your leg uh and are unable to ski for the rest of the year we're not even sure whether they're going to honor that uh because you didn't get a personal injury the government shut down so um right. n- it's not almost sure. like if you had bad weather and they couldn't open up you're you're just out of luck right yeah i think it would be uh, look, they're already their margins are extremely tight on these new passes, these multi mountain passes, and the amount of days that people have been able to uh, take advantage of, um, and the things that that has done to the resorts that are on those passes with parking troubles and uh, people not being able to access the mountain as well as the, the the locals, especially not being able to access that mountain as well as they used to. Uh, so there's a lot there's a lot involved there too. Whether they're going to decide to um, you know, I think it'd be great for current pass holders if they were to offer something toward next year's pass. I don't see them straight up offering any kind of refunds because how do you calculate that, right? How do That's you calculate everybody, right? Yeah. yeah. How, how do you calculate that prorated 
price like well when should the mountain have closed and how many days did you already ski and how many days should you have been able to ski i don't know how they uh, on that scale i don't know how they calculate that amount so maybe they should charge double and then calculate the number of times you ski and if you don't hit certain limits <laughs> you get money back at the end of the year it's so like help their insurance. cash flow they have all this money they could hold all season they give a little bit back it's like your health insurance right you got to meet your deductible Exactly. And you know what? Like you, 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 you might be half kidding, but that might be something we see going forward with these passes after something like this happens. Well, think about it. You get to hold their money. You get to hold somebody's money and then you can return whatever money they claim for. But it's just like gift cards. People don't even cash them in. You know, they get them and then they just never cash them in or they lose them or they forget and they move on. You know, you know, we were joking with Nick and he was all, you know, pissed off. He's he was like, wound up. He's like, they didn't give me a goddamn discount. Like, I think I'm done with the Epic Pass. I'm like, so what are you going to do? I'm like, are you not going to go to Whistler? You live in Seattle. Are you just going to ski at Crystal? Is that is that going to be good enough for you? Yeah. Like, they've got yeah. you by the ball. If you live in a particular area and all the mountains are on one of the passes, what alternative do you have? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that thank could you, be, sir. That, I'll have that, another. That could be that that could end up being a big that could we could see a big effect uh, from this coronavirus shutdown uh, on these big passes like disclaimers contracts when you buy season tickets for events, you know, they, there might be disclaimers on that stuff like, you know, right now they're just like, OK, the, the events are canceled. You know, if you had tickets to watch the World Cup, are you getting your money back? I don't know. You, you may or may not. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the icon for next year went on sale, uh, what, like four or five days before I this think whole... it was Christmas. It went on sale pretty much for next year. No, but the new, the, for next year, the, uh, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're, they're, the, the new they, one they came out so early. Yeah. Yeah. Like they was well, like we, February. We're... It was like mid. It was, it was late February. It was late. It was like, uh, I think it was March 5th, actually. I think it was March 5th that we were given the option to purchase our discounted icons for next year, uh, which we already put our down payments for. So mm, now we'll see how that affected us, whether we did the right thing by putting the down payment down and we're going to be guaranteed the same price they were previously offering. And perhaps after all this, after they have to pay out a whole bunch of people in lawsuits, that price come June could be much higher. Again, it, we, we don't, we, we don't yeah. know how this is all going to play out. This is, this is a day-to-day -day situation right now with not just ski resorts, but the every, everything in our lives. Yeah. Oof. Everything is very, it, it's, it's crazy how touch and go everything is at this point. You know, and like the things that we all just took for granted a few weeks ago, you know, like I was, uh, I was joking with my, with our buddy Rich and I was like, you know, I think that weekend we were in Ellicottville may have been peak perfection. It was like <laughs> was early it. February. We were treated like Kings. There was snow on the ground. No one worried about traveling. We were joking about the coronavirus in the airport and now we're all in lockdown, you know, like it's, uh, and nobody skiing and, and nobody skiing. And you had your good ski days. I'm wondering what the increase in touring equipment sales has been over the last week. Because you know, it's that end of season sales are, are, are starting up now. I know every email I've gotten, I've looked at getting some new touring skis and bindings. Yeah, but you have, yet. 
you'd have to order it online. No one's going to let you in a store. Yeah, exactly. But I'm I'm curious as to how much that increase has been. You know, there's there's definitely been some sort of bump in people being like, you know what, I'm I got to ski somehow. I'll just go buy some touring gear and I'll hike up. No matter you know, depending well, on where you are. It's also supply chain, right? So to manufacture that stuff, like the I think a lot of the companies that are deemed not essential are shutting down. So, like our buddy Steve, like he works for a fragrance company, but they use fragrance in the formula for like Clorox and some of the wipes and stuff like that. And you can't just change the formula. So they still need to supply stuff to like these companies making making that stuff. Um, because they'd have to go through approvals to get a change to their formula. So he said they were, they were actually having like Clorox write letters so that they could stay open um, because they supplied this chemical, which they require to make, make the little Clorox wipes and sanitizers and stuff like that. I was like, I didn't think about that. I was like, that's pretty interesting, but it's that whole supply chain that has to be available to keep producing those products. I actually saw an article today. They were talking about things that you're going to see back in the stores in mass, like toilet paper is going to be extra pallets in the aisles, like in the coming weeks and nobody's going to buy it because they're already stocked up. Of course and not. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to see shortages and other stuff that, you know, uh, that's imported from like maybe Italy or, you know, a lot of food things that you, you know, you get like little niche things that just won't be available for a while. So We're just used to it being there on the shelf. We don't think about the entire supply chain that gets it to that point. And yeah, I know I, uh, last year we kind of let our garden go to waste. Like we just, we didn't weed it. It all kind of went to hell this year. I've got my garden ready to go. I'm going to have my tomatoes, my cucumbers. It really shows how important it is having some sort of control. I mean, granted, it's a small portion, but a small part of your food supply, just making sure you can feed yourself. Until like, you get some of your neighbors jacking your tomatoes. It's going to happen. Yeah, oh, I, we've got a yeah. nice little like locked in, fenced in area, which is pretty good. How tall is your fence? That's a pretty good, that's a good fence. And there's landmines uh, in there. <laughs> the landmines are good, but I, I think I think we are going to see a, a, a long term ripple effect. I think, and and, yeah. and I think some of that ripple effect will be good, just like you said, Brian. That like people will start to realize maybe we need to learn how to be a little bit more, uh, a little bit more self sufficient. Yeah. Um, well, everybody's not looking gonna, at not... why they're getting stuff from China right now to manufacture goods or assemble goods here in the U.S. So you make skis. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff, a lot of components that are coming from other countries. And, you know, they start looking at, well, we had to shut down our ski operation for months because we had to find a new supplier. You know, that's going to come into play. Yeah, we, we just it's hard to say what the long term implications of this whole coronavirus shutdown are going to be but i think they're going to be i think it's going to get worse before it gets better that's everything everything i'm hearing from you know the the, the people that i've gotten to know uh in the ski industry here and the ski industry on the east coast i think i think it is going to get worse uh before it gets better yeah that yeah. seems to be a consensus for now um when that time is, uh, you know, could be a couple of weeks, could be a couple of months, but you know, there's all we can really do is, is hunker down, you know, yeah. and, uh, and just try to be as smart as we can. And be good to each other, you know, help out somebody that's in need. I mean, uh, you know, oh, looking, yeah, on, sure. looking on a neighbor, you know, if you go to the store, Hey, can I pick you up anything? So you don't have to also go to the store and expose people and be exposed, you know, kind of nice things to do. 
Yeah, I think we're I think we're looking at that the same kind of restrictions that some of the European countries are having. I mean, here in in the Bay Area here, uh, you know, which my wife has to commute to uh, frequently for work, uh, they've already instituted the the uh, basically complete shutdown. Um, oh, yeah, only the Bay Area essential services lockdown, right? are allowed to run. That's yeah, that's it's basically full lockdown. I mean, it's hospitals, banks. Uh, uh, grocery stores. Uh, I forget what else is on the list, pharmacies. but it's not. It's not much. Yeah, pharmacies and grocery stores, and <laughs> yeah, there's no more. No more dining in. <laughs> even even here, even here, where we have in up in Placer County and the other counties surrounding Tahoe, we we don't have any cases near this area. Uh, but there, yeah. they've already. You know, we went to we went out to dinner on Sunday because we had nothing else to do. And that was the last day that you could actually go eat in a restaurant. So you can still wow. get food, uh, but you got to take it out or get it to go. And uh, they're now they're talking about limiting the number of people allowed in the grocery store at the same time. So that's where you're seeing all those lines at Costco where, you know, yeah, they're doing wait. that here already. Yeah. Like a nightclub, right? You and when yep. There can only be 50 people in here at a time. You have to wait till somebody leaves until you can come into shops. So I was talking uh, to somebody from New York and they said they started doing um, hours in the morning for seniors only while they're not enforcing it. They're saying for everybody to stay away. So seniors have a chance if they don't have anybody shopping for them that they can go in and just kind of shop, you know, for like the first hour and a half and then and then get tell out all different things I'm hearing. That's a good move. Yeah. My question is, is the bunny ranch still open? Because, you know, that shit is. Is the yacht manufacturer, is the yacht warehouse still open? You know, that's, you know, they're still balling up in there. <laughs> my yacht guy gave me a call today. said my boat may be delayed. And I was, I was, I was tiffed. I was, Your I yacht was guy? Yeah. yeah. My yacht guy. I said, how am I going to escape this nonsense? <laughs> when was and that yacht? 210 when, foot yacht. When was that yacht due for delivery, Brian? <laughs> that's June. We were going to oh, wow. christen our, oh, that's sad. We're going to christen it in June and then be off. I'm going to ride by the Ferrari dealership tomorrow and see if they're, they're still open. They're still accepting clients. Guarantee you they got somebody that'll help you out. You want to go shopping for a McLaren right now? Sure, sir. We're open. Now it's time to buy a used Ferrari, right? <laughs> Hopefully That's you have right. a mechanic somewhere. That's the most important thing. I wonder if you wanted to book a uh, heli ski right now, if they'd do it. Yeah. I, you would think they'd have to, right? That's it. Where we are. Where it's going up in, in 10. Let's go. <laughs> So there are still a few places left open to ski. We did talk about Tordrillo up in Alaska. Uh, you kind of think everything in Alaska is probably still open, right? Don't they kind of have their own laws? How about in, how about Secaucus? Are they still open, Brian? No. The, Damn it. All, Big snow. In New Jersey, all malls and amusement parks are closed. Damn. That could have been the one Shangri-La. They were yammering on about how they're never going to have to close <laughs> and right. never have a ski season. It's going to be just. <laughs> that was their first and only opening day. That's what they were talking about. But I guess that's not true. I guess now they could do it again new. the way they really want to do it. Bring Lindsay Vaughn back. <laughs> hey, we got to get on the list for that. Yeah. Opening part due. <laughs> the remix. <laughs> so, yes, uh, there are. A few resorts that are still open in the U.S. And you know what? We're going to go through them because I want to I want to have some happiness, some positive. Yeah, let's go. They're trying to keep it real. Trying to keep it real. 
We're not saying you should go. We're just saying you can go. Is Gatlinburg open? We'll get to that. We'll see. <laughs> Look at Alyeska in Alaska. Open. Andes Tower. A-N-D-E-S Tower in Minnesota. Open. Big Snow in Michigan. Not New Jersey. Open. Oh. Bretton Woods, New Hampshire. Open. Discovery Ski Area, Montana. Open. Dodge Ridge, California. Open. Enchanted Forest, New Mexico. Open. Granite Peak, Wisconsin. Open. Gunstock, New Hampshire. Open. Gunstock. Hilltop. You got to go to the stock, dude. You got to yeah. drive to the stock. I think I may have to. Hilltop in Alaska. Open. Lookout Pass in Idaho. Open. Lutzen in Minnesota. Open. Meadowlark, Wyoming. Open. Montana Snowball. Believe it or not, Montana. Open. Mount Bohemia in Michigan. Open. Pebble Creek, Idaho. Open. Showdown Mountain. Montana. Open. Ski Apache, New Mexico. Open. Ski Brulee, Michigan. Open. Sleeping Giant, Wyoming. Open. Snowy Range, Wyoming. Open. Terry Peak, South Dakota. Open. Teton Pass, Montana. Open. Waterville Valley, New Hampshire. Open. White Pine, Wyoming. Open. White Cap Mountain, Wisconsin. Open. Wilmette Pass, Oregon. Open. And Woods Valley in New York. Open. Boom. Those are some thug life ASCII resorts that are keeping it real and are staying open in these trying times. It's like Alaska's still open. They're like, we're not shutting any of the skiing down. Dude, Wyoming. Besides Jack. Besides Wisconsin. the Tandys in Jackson Hole, everyone else is still open. That's right. Gunstock. Like Gunstock. Bretton Woods. Yeah. Keeping that real. Waterville Valley. So if you think about what you wear for a coronavirus, right? Like if you wear your face mask the whole day, right? And it has the N95 like filter on it. Like you're all set, right? You wear goggles. Just don't take them off. You're all good. Gloves. What's there not to love? It, it it sounds like if you want to make it happen, you can make it happen. <laughs> Just don't be by other people. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? We're also like in a sport where by design, most of us are wearing goggles and gloves and a face mask. Anyway, yeah, that's yeah. We're prepared for this. I think the only thing missing, you just got to put the little fi- the right filter in the face mask and you're good. You know? The right filter in the face mask. Is that good filter in the face mask? Yeah, that's right. If you can find one of those medical uh, masks, put it inside your ski mask, you're getting double protection. I do just go on with a full-on freaking respirator, just like with the little... Darth Vader setup. I got a few more of those because I use them when I do uh, construction work, like around the house here and stuff, because I'm a nut. So, And there's a lot of mold down in Florida. So I got like the full-on respirator as it is. I got like three more just in case like this goes on for a while, which it looks like it may. Um, but yeah, they're pretty cool looking. Just put those on, some goggles. You're ready to roll. <laughs> You're indestructible. I'm terminated, man. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how fast these other resorts kind of drop off the list. Um, and when we get to the point that the government will make them fall off Force the list. Them. I mean, yeah. you know, Colorado's already shut down 
because of the the government. So, I mean, you know, the governor shut down Colorado entirely. So you have no choice to stay open in Colorado, even if you are a small independent resort. Well, it's funny. They they shut down the beaches here and people are pissed, right? So I'm not even going to shut down all the beaches in Florida. And people are like, you don't sit with more than 10 people at the beach. If you sit with two people, that's about it. <laughs> like okay. nobody, nobody wants to go to the beach and sit next to somebody and sit in a group of like 10, you know, it's just funny. Like count off like your, your place between umbrellas. It's like, it's gotta be 20 paces between umbrellas. They actually said cops are enforcing that today on the beach. I'm like, that's a great job. Just kind of walk around like, Hey, you're too close. <laughs> the measuring tape out. Hey, hey, hey. Let's just scooch a bit. Just carrying around a yardstick, you there. That's right. Uh, And and even out here, they've released uh, in in this area, the Bay Area, and up here now, uh, because this area up in Squaw, we're sort of even though we have not been forced to comply with, we're complying with the same regulations they've put down in the Bay Area. So they say you can still go out and go cross country skiing or hiking as long as you're with someone that you live with. Oh, like so you already have to live with the person that you're going hiking with Does it or have to be serious or can we just kind of be hanging out together <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah <laughs> or, or maintain you know yeah that's pretty funny yeah so that bay area must be like locked down like completely right are they on like curfew yeah, well, it's not a curfew so much as it is. And I don't know how much they're enforcing this. My wife is there right now. Uh, she works at the hospital, which is why, uh, you know, she's allowed to continue commuting back and forth. Luckily, right. she she works in the NICU. So that area is already pretty well contained. Uh, it's all newborn babies. And the people that are allowed in and out of there have to, like, sanitize big time no matter what kind of thing yeah yeah everybody's checked before they go in and that happened before the coronavirus was a thing because the NICU babies are so sensitive as it is right so she's in a a fairly isolated you know part of the hospital but she still has to commute she still has to uh uh get on a train occasionally she still has to uh walk in and out of the hospital around other people that might be dealing with the coronavirus so Wow. They're, I think they're doing their best. Um, yeah. No, but things have definitely changed. I mean, I went to the eye doctor just before the podcast and I can't see shit because uh, my eyes are dilated. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> when I showed up, they're like, we're going to have to take your temperature. I'm like, I hope you're not going to stick anything up my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Again. She, she didn't find it really funny. but uh, Again, I would have that same concern regardless of the time <laughs> of year or coronavirus. <laughs> that's right but then she uh you know they do the the forehead thing and she's like this is what we're doing now I'm like hey whatever as long as everybody else in here doesn't isn't having a fever right now i'm good you know so yeah i had to go to the doctor i was like i'm like afraid to go to the doctor now it's where all the sick people go and and the problem is is that we're really not sure uh of of the symptoms uh and we're really not sure of the testing because we don't have enough tests still yeah uh my Old mother-in-law last week was feeling a little bit under the weather, had some uh, some symptoms that might be similar to coronavirus. So she called ahead of time and they told her, "Okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to drive to the don't come into the emergency room. Don't come into the hospital. You're going to drive to the fourth floor of the parking garage and you're going to call us when you get there. 
So wow. she drove to the fourth floor of this parking garage. There was no other cars on the top of this parking garage. And she called and they sent out two people in a hazmat suit, like something wow. out of like something out of a bad movie. Right, a big soapy <laughs> brush and they just Yeah. <laughs> it's two two dudes in a hazmat suit. I'm not sure if it was two dudes, could have been two ladies, could have been a dude and a lady, but it was two people in a hazmat suit that came and took her out of the car. She's 75 and suffering from symptoms and they walked her down. They wouldn't let her get in the elevator. So they walked her down four floors of the parking garage. They walked her into a maintenance. They walked her into a maintenance entrance in the back of the hospital. It was like clearly marked maintenance. Uh, Never let her get anywhere near like the actual hospital floor. She was basically in a like maintenance closet with a bunch of mops and cleaning supplies. And they gave her a basic like basic look over and they ask her one question. Have you traveled for, you know, have you been traveling outside of the country, which is really not important. Not anymore. relevant. It's yeah. not relevant anymore. She's, you know, said no. Uh, and they basically have, have said, okay, you have pneumonia. Here's some, uh, here's some antibiotics. Go home. Wow. Like no one sends, no one sends a 75 year old with pneumonia home. That's not good. They actually yeah. should probably triage everybody in the, in the parking lot. Have a tent set up in the parking lot. Drive up, like triage you right there. Sure, and then, okay, you're going in. You're going. You know, like that actually is not a bad idea. But it's just crazy to me that they basically they made this quick diagnosis of pneumonia, which okay, that's not great either. Normally, a, a person of that age would be admitted for pneumonia. Of course, uh, yeah. They gave her some drugs and sent her home. Jeez, how's she doing now? She's doing great. She's good. She's doing fine. Maybe that was the right diagnosis. She's doing fine. (laughs) She seems to be getting better, not worse. My my wife is there with her now, so uh, we're we're keeping an eye on her every day. Uh, My mom's in Atlanta. Seems to be doing fine. She has her own office and is now being asked to work from home. But it just depends on where you live in the country. It's very different everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it's true. It's- I think that's why they're in a rush to come up with a test so that they can make everybody feel safe. Because if we didn't have anything and they weren't, if they didn't have the image that they were doing anything, it would be fucking mayhem right now. People would be going door to door, like just grabbing food from other people. It would be bad. I'm actually surprised how civilized everything has kind of been. Yeah. I thought it'd be a little more like the purge, to be honest. I mean, we're still early <laughs> days bad, in this. Yeah, that's not a bad point. It ha- It hasn't been too terrible yet. I think if they were quieter, like as long as as long as they keep saying something, it'll keep people, you know, calm. But I'm glad they did because I was afraid it was going to be like a freaking I, people duking it out in the in the parking lot for toilet paper. I mean, have we, have, are we going to result to that? I hope not. If anywhere will, it'll be New Jersey. I assure you. Our neighborhood has been pretty chill. Like, you know, I've been working from home the last couple of days. Well, last two weeks. And, you know, I see kids on their bikes outside. I see people walking around, walking their dogs. You know, people are, are for the most part, doing what they're supposed to. There's a lot less cars on the road, but people are still like needing to get out, but they're being smart about it. They're not being stupid, you know? Yeah. So, you know, hopefully once the weather yeah, and warms par- up, I don't know that what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and as parents, that's a, that's the tough part for uh, a lot of those folks that are parents. It's one of the reasons that they waited so long to shut down public schools in New York. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of people in an income bracket where if you shut down that public school and both the parents are working, 
you know, where is the, where's the care for the kids and how much money and or job loss is there going to be because these schools are shut down and the kids have to be at home all day. Well, and then there's meals. So there's, um, I know I heard New York City's doing like a whole whole thing just to get meals to kids because that's one of the primary sources that they get a meal, you know, they get meals during the day, they get breakfast and lunch. Um, and actually down here, I heard about some pizzerias that are like, if any kid comes in under the age of like, you know, 17 or 16 or whatever, they're, they're allowed to get two pieces of pizza a day. They could, they could, you know, and it's just a local pizzeria that's like, look, we know kids, you know, from, you know, you know, disadvantaged area, they, they just need some help. So they're like, yeah, we'll get free pizza. That's really cool. It is. And they're doing a lot of that. I think, uh, all over the country trying to still provide, uh, lunches for kids. And in fact, uh, a bunch of ski resorts that were shut down have taken all the food that was already, that they had already ordered for the, you know, whatever the next week or whatever, they already had food in their, in their, uh, in their fridges for, to serve the resort. They've been packaging that food up uh, in care packages and offering that out to the local community and employees of the ski resort that have lost their jobs and have nowhere to go. Yeah, Killington did that. They had Killington did, yeah. um, All their employees Mm -hmm. could get some get some free groceries, which was yeah, a couple of days. You could you could drive through the the parking lot there and pick up a care package. Yeah, nice. So, yeah, because there's a lot of people that are just they were talking before on the on the news. It's like there's gonna be a lot of people that can't pay their mortgage, their utilities, their rent. Like it's there's, there's gonna be a, a back end to this that's gonna be nasty. You know, because yeah, people on furlough. I mean, Virgin. So, um, Melly, she follows the airlines all the time because she used to work for United and uh, Virgin um, Virgin Airways. They just furloughed two thousand people. I think for eight weeks furloughed, no pay. And it's like, all right, you guys are out. Like, what do you do for those, you know, eight weeks? airlines, the hotels, you know, any sort of like travel tourism, they're the ones just getting pounded right now. Yeah. But you know what? It also shows like how we're, uh, this is all just a house of cards, you know, like people, how many people actually have like savings and money aside for a, a bad situation. Now that's yeah. all going to come come to the forefront we're going to see like just how how good was the economy really doing are we all just kind of like scraping by still and now the stock market's been getting pummeled so i'm sure people are decimated what do i have my money invested in you know like they're looking now it's like it's too late to look now yeah Mm -hmm. but again too this is all temporary this yeah, is all, it is. this is, this is a freakish and we're all going to find a way through this. We're going to, if we can all remain level-headed and just, you know, work our way through this, do what we're supposed to, like, I think we're all going to be okay. Most of yeah. us at least. I hope so. I, I hope yeah. that the, I hope the measures that they've taken are actually going to prove worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. I, I again, we the- have to, we have to realize too. This is not the Ebola virus you're getting. It's not it's like not. you get it and you die or your organs liquidate out your anus. Like this is, <laughs> it's a, it's, it's worse yeah. than a flu. Yes. But it's not the Ebola virus. Yeah. Right. Most yeah. people will, if they get it, will work their way through it and be fine. And it's I not have, World War II. Where, I have said, right. Like, yeah, I've said those exact, I don't know how many times this week, this is not the Ebola virus. Um, but you know, uh, also, I'm not a medical professional. My wife is, but she's not a virologist. So she's, uh, you know, leaning on the side of caution, but also understands those of us that feel like this might be a little too much. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But we don't want to end up like Italy. We don't want this to be uh, a two-year epidemic. But the truth is, is that anytime you have a virus passing through people like this, people have to get it in order for it to go away. That's just how it works. If you don't have, if you don't have a cure for it, if you don't have a, an immunization for it, the way that this will pass is that people get it and we develop herd immunity and that's how it goes away. So people have to get this for it to go away. And that's the weird double-edged sword. Yeah. Well, think about the, the whole quarantine, right? So the idea is you quarantine it. So people get sick and they don't pass it on and the virus goes away. Right. So if you were to do that successfully, right, you would get rid of the flu and coronavirus. They would be kind of dead because nobody, if you were able to kill kill it, it just dies off, right? And then it doesn't exist anymore. Or it does, but I don't, you know. Because um, that flu still keeps going around. They keep with the flu shot and people still get the flu, as Brian ex- exhibited last week. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, you sounded so sick. I'm like, I don't even want to talk to you on the freaking computer. I think I'm going to get corona or whatever you got. And knock on wood, luckily, I was able to quarantine myself in my house. That's that my wife and son did not get sick, which was awesome. Dude, they just got to chuck you in the basement, put like, you know, plastic over the door. But like, I don't know where Brian, Brian's, Brian's quarantine. I love my basement, man. You know that. <laughs> just put food out for you once in a while. Oh, uh, it just sucked. I did watch yeah, a lot. You're feeling awful about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Seriously, right? I did watch. I watched. I started watching that like Netflix, like uh, that, that the Confessions of the Unabomber. That was probably not the right thing to watch. <laughs> I, it was like a three-part series and i'm like i'm like starting to agree with him on a bunch of things then i'm like and i fall asleep and wake up and like the next part's starting up and <laughs> and all of a sudden you're putting all of a sudden you're putting things in suspect packages <laughs> yeah you're like okay i like i can get a chemistry book i can start making this kind of stuff and then i'm like <laughs> You're running like a fever, building like a workshop. Like, what are you doing, Brian? And then I started watching that McMillions on HBO. I don't know if you guys saw that. Is that any good? I really liked it. And of course, guess where it takes place? Florida. Nice. Because fraud, monopoly, money. Somebody's got a way to beat the system. Shady, fat Italians. (laughs) It's it's Florida. And everybody everybody got kicked out from up north. Pretty much. Yeah. It's true it is yeah. it is it is florida but you know if you, at least if you were to quarantine yourself in your basement i i guarantee like five minutes after you got quarantined you'd be like oh man there's some shit i need from that room upstairs that i can't go to dude i actually shaved my beard because i was concerned that that was what was part of the reason i got <laughs> sick because it was because i would like that's the thing tom's loft love that place but like the chicken wing sauce it was like lingering in my beard like all uh, afternoon and i'm like like licking it out of there and stuff and then like you know stroking it and like licking my fingers uh, like hours later i'm like that could not have been a positive thing so i'm like sick and i'm just like shaving it i'm like maybe this will help surprisingly it did so maybe it was living maybe whatever germs or whatever i had going on was living in that beard it's like a petri dish on my face Oh man, I don't know if you guys remember the beard I had. Well, I really wasn't on camera the last time we did our episode, but I had grown my beard out to like epic proportions. It was nice, ZZ Top like. Yeah, it was. But just grizzly, just a big grizzly Adams. 
my wife finally kind of subtly hinted if I ever wanted to see her naked again, I would trim that down. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah we all be top if it's like the lady yeah. actually liked it. <laughs> right? I mean, she likes the beard. She doesn't like me clean shaven. She likes the beard, but uh, maybe I, get, I went a little too far. But I'm like, I'm moving to I'm moving to Tahoe. I can have a ski You're supposed beard. to wear. Yeah, yeah. I can have I actually a like, I like the shape of my face better with the beard. I shaved it. I'm like, oh god, your chin sucks. So yeah. Melanie loves yeah, me, the beard. Same thing. Yeah. And I don't yeah. grow a beard. I'm like, I, I can't. It itches. <laughs> it itches too much, and I get ingrown hairs after like four days. I'm like, stop. This is like through that. This That's is Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, you got to push through. You just got to push through. Oh, yeah. I haven't done it so far. And every time I start getting, she's like, "Oh, leave it on for another." And I'm like, you know. And then when I go into the office, I got to be all clean shaven. I got to be all Gordon Gecko business like. Why? You know. Why? Because that's my image. That's you who I am. You want them to think you've gone feral. That means they can't control you. That's what you want them to think. Like, this guy might snap. We better be cool and let him just get by. Like, let him, hey, you know what? He forgot that report, but he's looking a little crazy. He was a little crazy. I was giving the crazy eyes. Where's your TPS report, Mario? Where's your TPS report? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it gets too itchy and I just I shave it off. And she's like, oh, you shaved it? I'm like, yeah, I can't. Gotta it's a Canadian through. thing. Just from freaking Winnipeg. It's cold as shit up there. Push through. It's so hot down here. There's no way I'm having facial hair. Yeah. Yeah. Fl- Florida's tough in so oh. many ways. Yeah. It, it's tough sometimes. <laughs> hey, but look, we, the three of us are doing our job right now. We are definitely socially distancing. That's true. That's the beauty. Our podcast model is perfect for this environment, really. Where is a video chat we could be locked down and <laughs> down in our, our basements and offices all over the country all over the Three, world 3,000 miles right from both of you yeah, <laughs> yeah. Work. we got a triangle going here in the in the on the map we're drinking together That's we're having true. our we're app right together everyone's having a good time and we're not spreading germs it's great there you See? go this Beautiful is the new thing. model for everything this is the new model hey this has been work for the last like two weeks this is it yeah, it's been it's been weird, but and it's gonna get like you mentioned, Hunter. It's gonna get weirder, but yeah. all we can do is really embrace our current situation and realize that things will eventually get better. You know, we so some of us were 9/11. That was like everyone's like everything's changed. Nothing will ever be the same. No, yeah. it won't. It got better. You know, we moved on. We pushed through. You know, 2008 financial crisis. Oh my God, everything's terrible. Everything's the worst thing ever. It got better. Like things just get. We we are resilient as humans, as Americans. Like we'll just we push through. We find ways, you know. But look at the good that's going to come after this. They're actually going to clean the airplane before you sit on it. People Dude. are going to wash their hands more. <laughs> like I like that when they're handling my food. Please wash your hands. <laughs> Did you hear the story in Italy? There was a company, a three D printing company, that there was a um, a certain valve on the respirator. They didn't have the right size for it. This 3D printing company started just making these oh, nice. valves they needed, and started like and this helped you know dozens of people get the the ventilators that they needed because they're able to 3D print this particular piece. Nice. So you're going to start hearing stories about you know people doing the right thing and something positive, helping out their community. We're going to hear those things too, and that's exactly enough of that can uplift us to kind of keep pushing on and, and then hunker down and get through this. They're like, they come out with the original thing, like, wash your hands, make sure you don't cough on anybody. Like, you should be doing that shit anyway. I'm sorry. Why are you, why do we have to repeat this? Like, I don't know, man. You should have soap be... in your bathroom, Tom's fucking loft in Okemo. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of good that comes after this. I mean, I don't know. 
<laughs> well, it is. It's sort Tom of like when you tell your it's, it's it's when your kids are playing too rough on top of a pair of rocks, and you're like, get down from there, or don't come crying to me when you fall off. There you go. You taught them. You're teaching them. We're just yeah, the softest and, and, goddamn generation ever right now, which is why this all seems so terrible. Like we're yeah. just such squishy little bitches. Like, look at our grandparents, what they went through. You know, World War II, the Depression. They didn't. They don't complain about shit. They're happy all the time. They had fucking rations on everything. Here, people are like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna need eight million, <laughs> eight million rolls of toilet paper because I got a shit." It's like, yeah, my every, dad's you, like, that's gonna happen all the time. My dad's like, one of his first memories as a kid is seeing his town in Germany, seeing people on fire because their train station got bombed and they're running out on fire, and he's like the happiest person ever. And now you, you flat fast forward to now, people are like, "Oh my god, did the internet go down?" <laughs> But you have that what Vanessa Hutchins bitching about, like uh, about Coachella being canceled. And she's like, people are gonna just die. Like anyway, like if it's happening or not. Like like, that little bitch. Like these people (laughs) are so soft and selfish and delusional. Well, now now you're making me feel a lot worse about complaining about the powder. I'm not allowed to (laughs) see. You could go. (laughs) I could. But that's quarantining in essence, right? So if you quarantine yourself in a cabin out in the woods, that's quarantining. I mean, right? True. If I'm quarantining in my, I mean, my that's apartment, why, that's here, why I didn't. That's why I I'm didn't go down to the Bay. That's yeah. That's why I didn't go down to the Bay Area with the kids, uh, with my wife this week. We just yeah. decided it was smarter for us to stay up here. Yeah, you're quarantining. That's good. Think about too. Think about the first day you ski, November, December, whatever it's going to be. Think about how much you're going to really appreciate that first run you take, knowing what we all were going to going to push through and live through the next couple of months. It's yeah. gonna be so much sweeter. Everybody right. appreciate. I got a new shirt idea. Don't let the virus win. Ski. I was gonna do. make a shirt that said COVID nineteen skis and jeans. Boom! There you go. <laughs> oh, oh, I like that. But That's that good. would be pretty fun. Got, it's got a ring to it because right. that may be the if if we do get to ski again this year, lift service wise, it probably is gonna be in shorts. So, yep. so or jean shorts a, or jeans. Shorts. Yeah, we could shorts. do we could do shorts. Jeggings. <laughs> Jeggings. Jeggings. <laughs> so yeah, things are bad, but they'll get better. So you know what? Maybe we should just stop complaining. Snowblade I think that's blizzard. true. I think we'll be all right. Let's uh let's hope we get some more spring days in. Maybe maybe toward the end of spring, that'd be great. Oh, I know for a lot of the country in March. Yeah, I know I know for a lot of the country this far in March is uh is already a long season. So uh, if we get some extra days, that'll be a bonus. And hopefully we take care of a lot of people and save a lot of mothers and dads lives. Uh, I think the president should come out and just say skiing is allowed, but only on monoskis. (laughs) 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 You have seven feet of powder trying to trying to manage a monoski. That'd be awesome. There you go. Uh, Yeah. And that's, We'll see. There's some positives on that side too. I'm, no, I'm not going to go down that politics yeah. road. <laughs> leave that be. We're going we're gonna to end it on a positive we're note. We're going to set that right there. <laughs> well, the only yeah, skiing that'll be done is a monoski <laughs> <laughs> or snowblades. <laughs> the opposite of a monoski, right? Uh, so, 
We're going to get through this. We're going to keep podcasting. I don't give a damn. We'll find something to talk about. We always do. We Maybe can we just, podcast in quarantine. So it's just good. keep checking in with all of our friends. See, like every week we'll be like, all right, what are you up to? How, how yeah. are you? How are you quarantining? So this could be like quarantine chronicles. And as we get, and, and as the, uh, especially up here, as the snowpack uh, gets a little more solid, we'll see a lot, a lot more, uh, uh, you know, a, a lot more skiing opportunities off piste. Uh, it, right now, we just have a really weird snowpack where the weak level is six feet under the surface, which is wow. that's when it's super dangerous. Uh, when, when, when that weak surface gets down to like one foot under the surface, then it gets a lot more, you know, palatable. Yeah, so right. we'll have a lot more opportunities out here. I, you know what? I know your local ski guide. If you guys want to look it up online, uh, there's a ton of, uh, uh, there's a ton of ski here uh up in british columbia colorado as well colorado i'm not sure but uh you'll uh you'll have a bunch of people that do know what they're doing and if you go out there and you do decide to ski go out with a guide pay a guide if you're not going to pay that lift ticket pay a guide they'll take you where you need to go they know the snowpack they know what's going on out there in the back country and they can help keep you safe so just don't do it by yourself if you, if you don't know what, what you're doing so right now you're with the kids and you're quarantined. Well, you're kind of like in the house, right? Yeah. How about, how about sledding? sledding yeah, we've been, we, yeah, we went sledding today. We, there's a great little sledding, uh, little, there's tons, tons of sledding hills here in the, nice. the area, but there's an, a fun, like free sledding hill not too far from us in Tahoe City. Uh, my, uh, my daughter cross-country skied this year, so she knows how to cross-country, so we've been doing that. Wow. And we can do that right down the road. And uh, my, nice. younger, my younger son can just kind of scramble along and play in the snow lots of opportunities to enjoy the snow um just not for me at the moment everybody's got to stay in shape like gym's closed and i was yeah. like i thought today i was like oh i'm gonna go to the gym I'm like oh fuck i can't go to the gym i guess i gotta go they i have a trail by me so i could run or bike on the trail i'm like i hope they don't close that down but you know what's everybody gonna do you gotta you gotta keep keep healthy yeah, yeah saying andrea this, this summer is gonna be awful on the beach you know all these uh all these folks that used to be uh, be working out, they're just sitting home watching Netflix, eating Doritos. Melanie's already got the idea in her head. We're gonna get the Peloton bike. We got there's a 90 day trial. I'm like, Love don't it. get the fucking Peloton bike because we know we're not gonna return it. You're not gonna return it, <laughs> and we're gonna forget. <laughs> and it's gonna be a two thousand dollar thing sitting in there. Like, no, I don't. Like, <laughs> let's just go out and ride a real bike. We could do that. Skier's edge. <laughs> I'd rather do a skier's edge to get a skier's edge. <laughs> I know what's oh, gonna yeah. happen. That fucking Peloton bike's gonna end up here, and I'm like, God damn it, we should return it. And you're gonna get a second one because, like, well, you know, we can't <laughs> have one. We both want to do it at the same time. There's gonna be some clause, like some little exclusion where you can't return. I'm like, Does it cost off a three pack of them? <laughs> Probably three pack of Pelotons. Chuck it in the back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully, we've at least been able to bring everyone a little bit of entertainment, a couple laughs, something to think about ponder while you're home being quarantined so if you want more information you want to make sure you stock up on alcohol yes that's big that's really important hit us up ski bump podcast at gmail.com under the ropes this is something that i've always been fascinated by how much would you pay to watch movie that's in theaters on demand and this is something that the folks at Barstool posted this week. And well, you I know can't go through a movie now anyway, which all leads theaters are closed down. So yeah. 
this is a good time to think about this question. You know, what would you spend? Because what does a movie ticket cost now? Like 15 bucks anyway? Like 50 bucks, right? Like, I don't know. I haven't gone to a movie in a while. Probably between 15 and 20, I would guess, if you're doing like the... Uh, they have different rates now. Max, yeah, it, goes, it ranges from like 10, 10 to like 30, really. Because they have the one with the leather sheets that recline. Oh, yeah. I was like, that whole, that's expensive. And then there's like the regular one that is just like a regular theater that's cheaper. But I don't know, it's still, and then you got to get out. You got to go over there. Like, the I'm glad they closed us. them. I don't the want to see anybody. Theater by us has reserved seats. So you can like pick your oh, yeah. seat. Yeah. And you get like this whole little almost like a pod of like those just, are like 20 bucks or 18 bucks a seat. Yeah. They're uh, cheap. That's worth it though. But if, what if you go to one of like the IPIC theaters in Manhattan where you get like the lounge chair with the table in between you and the table service? I mean, then those cocks. Yeah. And that doesn't and include you know any of the beverages or food that you order. Asshole. Yeah. yeah. And you're still going to get some asshole speaking on the phone during the goddamn movie and it's going to just drive you nuts. So that's what makes this question so interesting. So say the next Fast and the Furious movie comes out. What is it? Part like 13, 14 by now? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see it. You don't want to go to the theater. How much would you pony up to have it on demand at your house? Six seventy-five. $675. <laughs> no, no. $6,035. <laughs> that's what I got in my body. Because I'll either steal it from the online. No, I don't know. Um, you want to watch it legally, but do you have to pay by the person? Like I just what? want it in my house. That's the question. But we're talking that, we're talking while it's in the theater, not waiting the two months until it's yeah. released. No, yeah. it's in the theater now. I'd yeah. do up to thirty bucks. Invite like pack my place with a whole bunch of people. Because there was some sort of service that had like it was like a some sort of crazy they they had like a security guard that had to like bring the video to you. Like it's <laughs> There was some, I forget what the name of that service was, but they were charging huh. a couple hundred bucks per movie. They could probably lock down stream it if they, because if you, if it's encrypted and they only give you a key, like that, that could work. And what if you have like, you know, what if you have the, 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 the nice big house with the, you know, 10, 12, 16 seat home theater. That's Brian's nice big screen, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then we're back uh, to Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, if you have that and you're bringing all your friends over, then that's worth something. You know, that's worth something. If I if I were paying just for myself to watch the movie on my 50 inch TV, then I don't know, 15 bucks. <laughs> well, look at UFC fighting. Like, so we want we we both like bring that up. Right. That's like, what, 80 bucks a fight. Well, if you do, it's all through ESPN plus now. So you got to have the ESPN plus app, like 10 bucks a month, plus what they charge oh, for pay-per-view. So I haven't done really that. But what no, the thing is, though, if what they charge the restaurants is. They want to know what your seating capacity is. They charge by the capacity, yeah. Based on seating capacity, which is why a lot of those smaller restaurants, you know, won't even bother getting it because it doesn't, right. doesn't make sense for them. But yeah. I mean, if they were like, okay, you've got a 10 seat private movie theater in your house. We're going to charge a private house. Well, it's in your personal house. Say it's, you have 10 seater. They charge you a hundred bucks a person. So a thousand bucks to watch that movie. I think it should be the same as pay-per-view. You buy pay-per-view in your house now, whether you have 10-seat theater or you just have, like, we were at the ski house, you got, like, packing people, 80 bucks. That's fair. I think you should almost do it like a like a sliding scale. So, like, the first, say the day the movie comes out, they charge you a 1000 bucks. Well, let Next. me just... 
like 500. Let me just check your math right there. You said a 10 seat theater, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's pricey. I think if it's anybody on this podcast, they start at like $20 and, and then they go up the way, to people, not on the podcast. My, my theater <laughs> is a couch right here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <So you laughs> fit, but that's a big basement. You can fit at least 50 people in that thing. <laughs> Dream <laughs> service. I got this whole party going on there. <laughs> but but and then again, how are they going to, uh, you know, if your theaters, if you're living that in a... Freeze, you, know, you guys, what happened? I don't know. You, you, you froze. We still you seem froze. to be moving. But uh, if it were a... Uh, if it were your home theater, and let's say you had, you know, a 12 seat, you know, one of those nice 12 luxury recliner seat home theaters and it's down in your man cave in the back of your 7,000 square foot house. How are they, how are they ever going to prove how many people you showed that movie to? Exactly. It's just like pay-per-view. That's what I'm saying. Pay-per-view. If you go by pay-per-view pricing, it's a little more fair. I still think pay-per-view pricing's high because it's a one-time event only. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. You take pay-per-view cut in half, 40 bucks. That's not bad. See, I I like my Friday thousand bucks, Saturday five hundred bucks, Sunday two fifty. Well, you you could have a sliding scale, like a premium for the opening day, all the way down to like just before it leaves the theater. You know. Yeah, but now I got to charge my friends to come watch the movie at my house. Or you could yeah, but then you turn out your dick. <laughs> <laughs> I could not be a dick. I could also do that, but I don't have an extra thousand bucks to pay for my entire neighborhood to, to, to come watch a movie at my house. I'd rather we, just go to the movie theater where they pay for their own tickets. See, yeah, think about it. You charge them a cover and you charge them drinks. Like you're making a lot of money on that. Or you can have everyone bring food. All right. So what if your friends are like, like, yo, I'm going to bring, I make the best ZD. I'm bringing a big tray of ZD. Someone else is bringing, you know, some steaks. Someone else is bringing other stuff over. So other people are bringing food. Those people are good are damn friends. Beer. People are bringing <laughs> a bottle of whiskey. So, I know friends that are like, I'll bring a, like a six pack of Coors Light and that's it. Why are they still your friends? Those are the people you heard. Those are the people you that's the Jack Welsh 10% every year. You gotta get rid of those friends. Yeah, how so, am I gonna fill 10 seat theater? But now say you have awesome friends that are bringing food and drinks. Then could you make it happen? For a thousand for 10 people for a thousand dollars on a Friday night? I don't know. That's that's uh that's a hundred dollars a person. I don't know. That's what yeah, uh, you could also do is go to the damn theater at that point and watch a movie for twenty bucks. No, that's awful. <laughs> you're you're back that, into the into the system. That actually makes a great friend test. You do that. And plus, well. I'm the one who owns. Uh, I'm the one who owns the super awesome like home theater that's nice enough with the yeah. surround sound and the you know uh, and the big screen and all of that. So I'm the one that already owns the the giant screen. So if I pay a thousand dollars for ten. 15 of yeah. my friends or even 20 of my friends to come see the movie. Uh, they better be bringing some, uh, some, some top shelf beer and alcohol at least. Exactly. Yeah. And you got to clean up. You got to set up. Test. I mean, there's a lot of shit going on there. It's a friend test. You see what they deliver. You say, Hey man, I got the theater set up. I'm going to have it in my house. Not a bootleg, totally legit theater experience. This is so cool. You invite those friends over. You see what they bring to the table. How about but, the friends that weren't invited that show up? Now you got to bounce people. I'm sorry. And now, 
And now that can be streamed, right? So a lot of movie theaters actually use streams. When I was still working in the movie industry, uh, this was at the very beginning of the uh, of, of the point where you could bring a hard drive. Like movies were not played on on actual reels; they were played off of hard drives, and wow. the studio would send you a hard drive, and you played it on your digital projector. But these were in commercial movie theaters, so like, are we talking like they send you a hard drive and like you have a copy of the movie that you can run for like a week, or you stream it one oh. time for a night? Yeah. We can yeah. show a little one private. Night. Theater. <laughs> 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 you got your LLC for your weekend run of this <laughs> movie. Who like your own video? Yeah. How the Kamar Part Six coming out? You're playing the movie. And you're bootlegging it so that you can watch it again. <laughs> well, for a thousand dollars, record it right now. <laughs> you're cutting CDs out there, everybody. I got your CDs, for, so when you go home, a party gift from yeah. my party. It's like when, uh, when bands would like uh, sell their concerts on USB drives after doing the same thing. Uh, awesome, that's <laughs> awesome. I used to go to Chinatown to get the five dollars for any movie, and it was the uh, handheld with the, with the people's so head bad. in the way. Oh awesome. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'd say a hundred bucks would be my max. I, I think that's that's yeah. Close. I, I think yeah. that's totally reasonable. If you don't own a commercial, yeah. if you don't own a commercial venue, if you're doing it at your house, no matter how big your home theater is, a yeah. hundred bucks for one stream sounds like a sounds like a pretty decent deal. It's at least a start to see how much you want to lower it to expand the market, right? Yeah, I think that would have a lot. I think this. We're eventually going to go this way. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Everything's going to go stream. Yeah, after the coronavirus thing, yeah, they got to find a way to do it. Help us in this regard. It could help us get the movies we want faster at home. Or they could just sell the movie right to Netflix or one of the other streaming services, make a shit ton of money, and then it's there. The Irishman. Yeah, that that's what I mean. I'd say it's kind of it. I'd say on average, like. Three, three to four times whatever you would pay in the theater for that. Because they can't guarantee how many people you're going to have. Like, what if just I just want to watch the movie with my wife uh, or by myself? Like, I've, I've, I go to movies by myself uh, uh, on, like, at least a couple of times a year because I just enjoy doing that. Um, so if I wanted to watch that on my big screen at home, and I don't necessarily have a giant home theater, but, like, you know, a 50-inch TV with a little bit of surround sound, like, I wouldn't mind paying... 20 25 bucks not to have to go not to have to drive and pay for food and stuff like that yeah uh, so rather than paying like for a 15 ticket i'd pay for a 25 dollar ticket but how are they going to regulate how many people are going to see that movie that's the hard part right this is a green initiative you always wonder why like the movie movie houses don't have their own streaming service because it's too much to maintain so i think they probably should just sell it to another service you can't they're not going to be able to even after coronavirus it's going to be hard to have a, a whole thing where you just have people sit in a movie theater large theater anymore i think it's going to be different yeah. plays are going to be different think about that when was the last time we went to a broadway show or something like that that's going to be all changed the opera the opera <laughs> Well, I hope it won't be changed for the long term because my degree is actually in theater and I have tons of friends on Broadway. And I love going uh, to theater, but yeah, how's it? I, gonna- I hope in the long term that's not going to go away. If we can't have, I mean, because if Broadway goes away, then every stadium sport goes away. It's right. kind of the same thing. Yeah, Hopefully, they find a way to check you as you're going in, which you would have thought they would have had some method to do that anyway. 
Um, make sure you're not sick before you go in, into a, a big crowd. What about like a whole section of just sick people? <laughs> That's right. Just a quarantine <laughs> section with a bubble on it. Like questionable. Yeah, you're questionable. You have to go to the section. <laughs> I got the jail section. I got the hospital section. You know, like it's it's like uh, the game of life. Yeah, well, it'll be just like the old airplanes where you had like the smoking section in the back and a thin little you know yeah. curtain between uh, both sections. And somehow we really? thought the people in the non-smoking section were not inhaling cigarette smoke. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have watched the season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, but at the one restaurant, there's like the ugly people section. <laughs> kind of like that. That's the six people sections over there. There you go. There you go. That could happen. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they'll just have a way to check people and just freaking you're here or there. Like you, you won't let you in or something. I don't know. You, you hope that's what happens, but I go to places now. I don't see, I'll see, I go to big events sometimes and, and you don't see a, uh, um, even a, uh, metal detector. Like what are people bringing in? Like this is, I'm in Florida and Florida is a concealed weapon. I have my permit. Like there's people bringing guns in everywhere, but they don't have metal detectors. It's like, all right, I don't I look around. I'm like, who's probably packing, you know, <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a crazy environment. Yep. And speaking of crazy environment, we got one more story here. Oh, this is true. Study reveals drunk shopping is a $45 billion industry in the U S <laughs> According Hell to Amazon, yeah. new study: Americans spent forty-four point nine billion on drunk purchases in twenty nineteen. Damn. The uh, WWD. What is that? Uh, that's some website. They reported that the average spending on drunk purchases has increased from six hundred and seventy-five dollars to seven hundred and sixty-eight dollars. Although the percentage of those partaking in drunk shopping is down from 26.4% to 22.9% over the past year. The survey points out that food and alcohol are the most common drunk purchases, followed by shoes, clothes, accessories, which account for 36.9% of drunk buys. Men are more likely to purchase shoes, clothes, and accessories while inebriated with 45.4% making drunk purchases compared to 20.2% of women. Wow. Yes. So well, I like what, the fact that like a lot of people are buying alcohol online while they're drunk, right? So you're like, hey, Amazon does like two hour delivery or one hour delivery, depending on where you are, of alcohol. So I find that, I, yeah, I find that surprising that alcohol is a part of drunk purchasing expenses. I feel like you, you've... I feel like you've already covered that. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people are actually really lazy. They're like, I don't want to move. I'll just order some alcohol to get delivered, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know that's the thing. Like living in New York, I know that you can have alcohol delivered, but is that like, that's not like an Amazon thing, right? Can you, I mean, maybe wine or. Yeah. Uh, they deliver out of Whole Foods. They deliver. Like, you could go on and go to Amazon Pantry. And if in the I'm he, he, down here, I was looking at Amazon last night and they have the whole pantry. They're like, yeah, you could buy alcohol through it. But is, is that a case of like, I'm already drunk and don't want to drive to the store, but I want more alcohol tonight? Or is yes. that okay? Two hour delivery? Okay. Yeah. Or okay. you have friends over like, two hours. Oh, shit, I forgot to buy. You pay a pass out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm already drunk. And if I'm ordering alcohol now, is it for right now or is it for like next week? Like, well, um, let's say your friends show up, right. And everybody shows up and then like, 
Brian shows up or I show up, they're like, oh, fuck, we need more alcohol. This guy is going to drink us out of house at home, you know? Then and the guy who it. just then the guy who just showed up needs to go back to the store and bring some alcohol. <laughs> that's usually how that's our generation. Millennials are like, oh, that guy orders and then they, they he waits for the order. That's that's about. I don't know. When we were hanging out with Nick, Brian, that was the funniest shit. He's like, he's in Seattle. He's like, oh, they'll be here in an hour. So he ordered like gin and something else. I was like, damn, they were there in like a half hour. It was great. Yeah, it worked out pretty nicely. Yeah, I used it. I used it once in New York. And I think it was like New Year's Eve or the night before New Year's Eve. Uh, and my wife was at the hospital and I was home with the kids. And like it was time to put them to bed. There was no chance I could take them out or put them in the car to go pick anything up. And there was nothing in the house. And I was like, oh, right. I, I like paid like $35 for a $9 six pack or something. Oh. <laughs> Well, Brian, you were up in the Buffalo area recently, and you see how people drink. When I went to college there, yeah. there was North Main Liquor in Buffalo. You called them up. They sent the dude over. You had it delivered to the upperclassmen's uh, room, gave him the money, and they bought it for you. And it was great. Had whole illegal liquor distribution thing going on. They were allegedly. there in like, allegedly. Um, they were there in like two hours, and that was before the internet. They were like, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll deliver. <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. So have you guys made disclosure? I wasn't already drunk when I ordered the $35 like six pack. <laughs> it was because I wasn't drunk that I ordered the $35 six pack. See? See? <laughs> so do you guys have like a drunk purchase that you want to share? Oh geez. <laughs> okay, yesterday I almost bought uh season tickets for the Bucks. Because they announced Tom Brady and we have friends that have season tickets for the Bucks. And like, oh, they're not that expensive. So I call up their concierge that's dealt with them. And they're like, oh, they're $1,400 a piece. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. She's like, do you, do you want to buy them? I'm like, I do, but I'm drunk right now. And I'm going to wait because it's St. Patrick's Day till tomorrow. And I didn't call them back today. So that was my almost drunk purchase. Mm. But I was re- that I close my- to pulling the trigger. I think my wife and I uh, maybe booked a trip to the Dominican Republic when we were both drunk. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty good. But nothing would... super silly. <laughs> you know, sometimes the, the booze kind of just like pushes you over the edge. Where you're like, you're you like yeah, just do it. But yeah. were you thinking about that before you got drunk and just pulled the trigger when you were drunk? Or was it Probably. a whole organic, we're, we're having, let's book it. I think I don't think we were hammered to be to be, to be fair, but I think I think there's been a, I think vacations are what my wife and I accidentally nice. not accidentally but decide just you know like you said the filters removed so we've been no. thinking of no oh, here's a vacation we're just like shopping around and looking on the internet and, oh here's a deal on a trip to the DR or here's a deal on a trip to Squaw sure let's just do it so yeah I think I think there's been some alcohol fueled uh, vacations that we've booked nice. that's not too bad how about you Brian what'd you book well last january ish we were doing a podcast and i think i had like three or four margaritas during it and i bought a pair of air jordans that i wanted but i just nice. I was like you know i don't need another pair of stupid 200 dollars sneakers you bought sneakers online while you're drunk 200 dollars pair of air jordans drunk during this podcast so not Damn. this particular one but this this podcast about a year ago and 
To be honest, I do not regret it one bit. I think they're awesome and I love them. I think my drunk purchases are always after the podcast, for the podcast. So like the vice boxes and shit like that, like that was all drunk after the podcast. Steak? I think so. I think I've maybe made a couple of alcohol fueled purchases after your podcast as well. Nice. Not even not appearing on your podcast, just listening to one. Right. See, so much, you should tell your sponsors that. <laughs> contributing to the economy. Just putting this podcast. <laughs> up. We got a little footprint, right? We got a baby footprint right now. I think tens of dollars have been spent. <laughs> tens, tens, dozens of dollars. Perhaps, perhaps we've broken the three-digit mark. <laughs> I think you have. I, I I would be I would be pretty confident saying that you have uh, a <laughs> you have upped someone's economy by at least a hundred dollars. That's Dude, right. I bought the Peter Vockel chicken hat online Amazon. I think during the podcast when we were, when I was drunk. That's a pretty good one too. You, yeah, you know, people aren't buying chicken hats sober. That's for sure. Yeah, and they know they're like, oh, this guy's drunk, but we'll make it a nice nice chicken hat, you know. And then you yeah. get it like, fuck, I. I I don't know. I don't remember ordering this. And then you're like, oh, yeah. refund. <laughs> Tipsy Elves podcast, uh, Tipsy Elves podcast purchases. I think oh, that's got to be up there. Tipsy Elves, yes. Uh, yeah, I bought, yeah. I bought the, uh, I think- the reindeer screwing on the, the sweatpants. That was hammered during the podcast. It's <laughs> 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 so pornographic. I can't wear them out anywhere. <laughs> Does anyone buy anything from Tipsy Elves without being a little drunk? Yeah. But they're so like they're so potentially offensive. Like, so the last time I went to a, a cold area, it was um for a hockey tournament. Now I'm around all 12 year olds for the tournament and all the parents. I can't roll out in those <laughs> those reindeer fucking things. And Melanie's like, oh, those are hilarious. You should, they'd love it all. I'm like, I, I just can't. I just can't do it, man. <laughs> you could have. Just wouldn't be invited back. Yeah, I might be not allowed to go near a school or something, too. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. That could be a problem. <clears throat> All it takes is one person to get offended, and that's it. One goddamn person. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't a kid's event, I'd be rolling all over that place. But <laughs> just saying. You but- know what? Maybe... Maybe after maybe after this uh, uh, quarantine situation, people uh, just I'm just hoping that maybe after this quarantine situation, people will be less offended by the little stuff in life. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, it brings up a good point during this quarantine situation. How many more drunk purchases are going to it's going to go up online? Oh, yeah, we're going to see. I mean, uh, I can say I can say this is true for me. We're going to see we're going to see some. uh uh, you know, I'm not having any kids anymore, but I think we're going to see a uh, a baby boom coming uh, nine months oh, from now. That's right. Oh yeah, gonna... next next like December. The yeah, baby, the baby stats are going to come out. I think we're going to see a holiday baby boom, a uh, Corona babies. Ah, uh, yeah, all the Corona babies. That's going to be yeah. Quarantina. Bunch quarantina. Of, uh, <laughs> quarantina. <laughs> that's going to be a real name. That's the best one I've heard so far. <laughs> I like I like that's, Quarantina. Yeah, that's going to be a real name. That's fucked up. Quarantina and Quarantom. <laughs> Quarantom. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Quarantina. I think we're definitely going to see that. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Wow, quarantine babies. <laughs> we're going to be all right. Like that's uh, that's the moral of this podcast is we're going to be all right. They're going to be super babies that are immune to coronavirus. Perhaps, right? 
Maybe. Hey, the coronavirus has been around a long time. That's what a yeah. lot of people, I guess, don't realize. But it's uh, just this strain is the one that lives like it's, new, it's, right? It's that's why it's called COVID nineteen because it originated in twenty nineteen. Uh, well, it's funny. Everybody's making uh, a whole big deal of uh, the can of was it Lysol has on it protects against coronavirus. Like, oh my god, look at this. Yeah, if you look it up, it's like because coronavirus that type of virus has been around for a long time. You know, that's why they put it on the bottle. Yeah. It's not like they were, they were magical, like, you know, had this forethought to say, Hey, coronavirus, cause that's going to be around. Like they're not that smart. It's not new. It's just like a new flu. It's like the H1N1 was back in what, 2009, 10, sometime around there. Yeah. Um, it was just a, another strain of the flu that, uh, was particularly immune to antibiotics and, uh, spread very fast so hey this is a dry run for some real shit that can just kill us like ebola plus or something like that you know yeah i mean it's a dry run for what would we do if that shit broke out so i don't know i i, I like the fact that everybody's going crazy and trying to figure out how to stay safe and but we're gonna be all right that's the moral of the story we're gonna be all we're right. gonna be all right yeah so, Hunter, thank you so much for joining us and for giving us a little perspective on what things are looking like and uh, what could potentially be a pretty dynamite. In your uh, multi-feet of pow. Yeah, that you're walking through. where you're at right now. You should take video of you walking through pow being like, this is me getting pow today. Oh, I've got some. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll uh, after we get off tonight, uh, and after I put the kids to bed, I will. Uh, I'll post a whole string on Instagram. So if people want to go nice. check out what it's been looking like up here and what it looks like at Squaw when it's uh, under seven feet of powder and completely desolate, uh, uh, check out the feed sometime uh, tonight or tomorrow morning, and uh, I'll give you all the pics I have from just how ridiculous it is up here right now. Yeah, nice. follow at Hunter the Snow Dad, all one word on Instagram to check out that goodness. So yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Hunter. And Thanks, thank Hunter. you everybody for listening. We really do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. We're on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at skibumpodcast. We also have the shop on the site, skibumpodcast.com slash shop. Find us on everywhere else, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. We're there. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. Stay quarantined. We'll talk to you guys next week. Stay safe and stay high and stay polluting. Stay safe, guys. Get out there and ski if you can. We'll talk to you soon. See ya.